0: Welcome to an episode of Explain Blockchain. This podcast is about blockchain technologies and its latest developments. My name is Peter, and let's roll the intro. All right, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Explain Blockchain. Today, we're going to talk about the GDPR, the General Data Protection Regulation. It is rather important to know about this because tomorrow on the 25th of May in 2018, the GDPR will come to effect in the European Union. And it has significant effects on the blockchain. So I just wanted to make this quick episode and talk about what these effects are particularly on public blockchains. First of all, the General Data Protection Regulation, or short GDPR, is a new regulation that regulates user privacy in the European Union. And it has a couple of major features. One of them is that personal data must be stored using pseudo-anonymization or full anonymization. That means you cannot store any personal data like usernames, emails, so on, without hashing them, without encrypting them at least. So you cannot store them in the clear anymore. And this is a consequence of the ongoing data breaches that we see all over the world, where a hacker can just get access to a database. And then without even having to decrypt any data, he or she can access the data immediately because it it was stored in the clear. So it was stored in plain text without encryption without hashing. So the GDPR makes it mandatory for companies in general to store personal data either hashed or encrypted or in in some other forms. But these are the most important ones. And then personal data cannot be processed unless the data controller or processor. So the company who holds the personal data has received explicit opt in consent from the user. So there cannot be any passive data collection of personal data anymore. You have to actively opt in as a user for these companies to collect and store your personal data. And then the third point is, and this is one of the most important points for blockchain is the right to erasure. The right to erasure basically means that all the personal data that a company stores must be erasable upon request from the user. So that means if you buy something from, for example, Amazon as a European citizen, and after you received your package and all the payments have settled, then you must have as a user, you must have the option to go to Amazon and say, please, Amazon, erase all the personal data that you have stored of me. And Amazon has to comply. Otherwise, if Amazon doesn't comply and you sue them, they have to pay a fine up to 20 million euro or 40% of their global revenue. And this is per case. And in general, the personal data must be erasable if it is not necessary anymore. So, if the business transaction was settled and all the payments are settled, or the individual revokes the consent. So, if you have opted in previously to, for example, getting emails from a mailing list, but then you don't want to receive these emails anymore, you can unsubscribe from the mailing list and you can demand or request from the company that they also erase your email from the database and also if the individual declines collection. So when you want to buy something from a company and on the checkout, the company asks you whether you give consent that they store, for example, your email address and send you emails later on. If you opt out of that, then they have to erase it as well. And the second part of the GDPR that is very important for blockchain is the data transport regulation. From tomorrow, the 25th of May on, Companies cannot send your personal data around the globe without your consent. So when you deal with a European company and they store your personal data, that company has to store your data in European data centers. Unless there are also some certified or verified countries where it's also allowed to store the data. America, for example, is one of these countries. So these two main points, the right to erasure and the data transport regulation, are major problems for any blockchain particularly any public blockchain out there. The first point is obviously a blockchain is immutable. So that means once you store data on it, you cannot remove it anymore. It is immutable. So by definition, it is already impossible for a blockchain to comply with the right to erasure. Because even if a client comes and asks you as a company to erase his or her data from the blockchain, you just cannot do it. It is just not possible. And the second problem is if you use a public blockchain like Ethereum, for example, and you store data there, you cannot control where the data goes. And if there are full nodes in for example, Asia or Russia or somewhere else, in countries that are not within the European Union, then you actively send that data to a country where you are actually not allowed to send it, because you as a company actually have to store the data within the European Union. But again, you as a company cannot control where the data is sent because it's a public blockchain. Everybody who just joins in and let it be Russia or let it be Asia, let it be even North Korea. These full nodes will also receive the data that you as a European company that you put on the blockchain. This is the second part where, just by definition, a public blockchain at least, cannot comply with the GDPR, with the data transport regulation. So this might sound rather catastrophic for public blockchains. But there might be some mitigations that you as a blockchain developer can use in order to still comply with the blockchain. Before I talk about the solutions, I would like to point out that I'm not a lawyer and this is not legal advice at all. This is just something I've read on the internet and I please ask you to, to contact your own lawyer and talk about this if you want to put personal data on the blockchain. So let's first talk about solutions for the right to erasure. One of the solutions could be to hash or encrypt the personal data before you put it on the blockchain. In this case, you pseudo-anonymize the data and it cannot be linked back to the user. But you must be careful here. Because if there is a way to link that data on the blockchain back to your user, then it is still considered personal data and it actually has to be erasable again. So be careful here. And the problem with just hashing or encrypting personal data and then putting it on the blockchain is that the meaning of what the right to erasure means is not quite clear yet. So just from the name right to erasure and, and thinking of centralized databases, you might think, okay, it means that I literally have to be able to delete the data from a database so that it's gone and cannot be retrieved anymore. But as I said, the meaning of the right to erasure is not quite clear yet, and we first have to wait until the first judgments will be made by judges in the European Union, and then see how they interpret the right to erasure. Because on the one side, it could mean that you have to be able to fully erase the data, which is possible in a central solution like a normal database, but which is impossible in a blockchain solution. But it could also mean that you must be able to make the data inaccessible to you or to anybody else. And this would have as a consequence that you can still store personal data on the blockchain, but when the customer asks you to erase it, you have to make it inaccessible. And this can be easily done by just throwing away the encryption keys or the private public key pairs with which you put it on the blockchain. Another way of making the data inaccessible is the burn principle, which the big chain DB project does. In this case, you have a smart contract that controls the access to the data. And only one account with a a private public key can access it. But when you burn the data, you set that address that can access the data to a burner address. And this is basically a public address that only contains burn, 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 and for which it is impossible to find the private key. So with this, you give over the control of the data to a burner address, for which nobody has the private key. And with this, you make the data effectively inaccessible. So this could be also one way to comply with the right to erasure. But as I said, it is not clear yet. And I would not recommend to use the solution just yet. So this is the current problem with the right to erasure, because it is not quite clear yet, whether hashed or encrypted data, or even public keys or private keys, are also part of personal data. If it is so, then you cannot store any hashed or encrypted data or maybe even any public key for your customer on the blockchain. And I'm saying here for your customer, because this is the crucial point. If you as a company, take your customers data and put it for them onto the blockchain, then you are the data controller or processor, according to the GDPR. And that means that you are responsible also to erase the data again, if the customer asks you to. But a workaround for this could be to simply let the users themselves put the data onto the blockchain. Until now, it is not clear which would be a compliant procedure. But one procedure could be to let the user sign the transaction with their own private public key pair, which they for example, could have in the Metamask wallet, or in the Bitcoin wallet in general, or Ethereum wallet. So that you not as a company put the data for the customer on the blockchain but the customers themselves sign the transaction and put effectively themselves the data on the blockchain if you do that then theoretically seen you as a company do not have the control over the data so you are also not responsible for erasure again so as you already have heard there are some problems with the rights erasure and the conclusion here is that we first have to wait until the first judgments come out until the first cases were judged. And we have to see how the judges define the right to erasure. So this will take a couple of years and until then I cannot recommend to put any personal data for customers on the blockchain. But let's come to the second problem of blockchain and the GDPR, which is the data transport regulation. So again, this means that you as a European company must-key personal data within the European Union, so in a data center within the European Union or in certified third countries like America, for example. But as already said in the introduction, it is impossible for you as a company to control who gets the data if you use a public blockchain like Ethereum or Bitcoin, for example. However, this is possible if you choose to use a consortium or a private blockchain, like for example, a hyperledger permission blockchain, or your own locally run Ethereum blockchain, these kind of things. If you control the blockchain, then you can also control where it is run. And then you can also put it in data centers within the European Union or certified third countries, for example. So this is already kind of the end of this episode. It's rather short, but I would just like to sum up again what we've talked about so far. The GDPR, the General Data Protection Regulation, comes to effect tomorrow on the 25th of May 2018 within the European Union. It is immediately in effect, so it doesn't mean that it needs to be ratified or anything by member countries of the European Union. So immediately every company within the European Union must comply with this new regulation. It has a couple of core regulations, which is that personal data must be stored pseudonominized or fully nominized whenever it's stored anywhere. So you cannot store it in plain text in your database anymore. No personal data can be processed or collected without the explicit opt-in consent of a user. So you cannot have any passive data collection of personal data anymore without the explicit opt-in consent of the user. There are two main regulations that are crucial and very significant for the blockchain. The first one is the right to erasure, which means that you as a user, must have the right that a company who possesses your personal data, erases your personal data upon request. So when you think the data is not needed anymore, after you settled a business transaction, then you can request from that company that they remove every single personal data piece that they have of you. And this is a problem. Because if you store personal data on the blockchain, you cannot remove it anymore, because the blockchain is immutable. For this, we said it might be possible, but it is unclear yet whether you can simply hash or encrypt that data and then put it on the blockchain. But the question is whether this encrypted or hashed data would still be considered personal data. If yes, then the GDPR applies here and you as a company have to be able to erase the data from the blockchain, which is not possible. Second of all, maybe the right to erasure can be interpreted in such a way that you can also make the data simply inaccessible. By, for example burning that data if this is the case then whenever a user asks you to remove their data you can burn that data which means that you set the control to that data to a private public key address that nobody has the private key for and then the second part is the data transport regulation which means that you have to store personal data within the european union or in certified third countries if you use a public blockchain then you don't have any control over this So rather opt for a consortium or private blockchain for the moment. Thank you very much for listening. This was a rather short episode, but I will soon be back with an episode about the Ethereum blockchain. So stay tuned. See you next time.